person you are trying to reach is not available. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey Ashley, it's Harry. Harry's Miles. Um, I was thinking about another couple memories that I had that are just kind of weird. Um, the same house I was telling you about, we had a little pasture down in the meadow and we somehow acquired a horse and we had sheep which we used to ride when we were really young because we were small enough to ride on them and they had horns that we'd like hold on to the horns and ride on them and see how long we could last which was never really long because sheep do not like to be ridden which is probably pretty obvious um, but it was a sad story because one of the sheep had a little baby all black sheep and it was like the cutest little black sheep very much like the one on um, So Dear to My Heart not sure if you're familiar with that film one of my favorites as a kid but it was an all black sheep and little wobbly legs and it had only been alive for like a couple weeks and we were going to have show and tell at my school and I think it was first grade or second grade and I was so excited because I was allowed to bring in the baby sheep for show and tell which is pretty awesome because how can you be like a little baby lamb so I went down to the pasture the morning of show and tell before school to get this little baby lamb and there I found it laying dead in the pen and apparently the horse had stepped on it and trampled it to death and I was the one who found it and I don't even know how old you are when you're in first grade but not that old six seven and I ran back up to my house crying obviously because this little baby lamb was just laying there dead and there went my cool new pet my show-and-tell and I don't even know what I took into show-and-tell I don't even know if I went to school that day because that was pretty traumatic and it's always stuck with me it's such a sad childhood memory there's also this really strange one that I don't even know if I've ever said out loud before but there was this kid who was kind of like the bully which there's always one his name was Christopher Mendenhall which that name just sounds like a bully's name no idea what he's doing right now but he was the one and he was mean and somehow there was this one time we were outside during recess and he started picking on me or something and wrestled me to the ground and I think I was trying to like get him off me and I have always been a pretty like quiet timid person I wouldn't say timid I'm just like a quieter person and even as a kid I was 
you know, just like very quiet, mind my own business. So it wasn't like I was instigating or anything. Like this kid just was, you know, the bully and picking on probably like the quiet, nerdy kid with the bowl gut and ended up wrestling me to the ground. And I think I'm just like trying kicking, get him off of me. And somehow it happens that he decides to bite me, but he like bit me in the ball sack. <laughs> Which sounds so weird saying this story because like I said, I don't think I've ever really talked about it. It was very weird and I was like freaking out then. I think I like kicked my legs up in the air. It's, I don't even know how logistically all of this happened as we're wrestling, but I remember specifically that this happened and like finally got him off of me and like kicked him away. And then I don't remember how it all transpired but then we're like in the principal's office and telling the story and I'm like he bit me in the ball sack and I was all like devastated and wanting justice and typical authority of a Christian school I think we both ended up getting spanked and this was you know back in the day when they were allowed to spank you at school and I remember even back then just being like a system of people and these hypocrites, like I'm telling them what happened, getting bit in the balls, which is ridiculous, and somehow I'm still getting punished. And I will never forget that. And I feel like those that was one of the earlier seeds of like, kind of like, fuck this system attitude and that has definitely stayed with me my whole life and maybe partly because of that scenario there was also another one with I think that same kid it was definitely the same school maybe the next year second grade where oh man what again memories are blurry but somehow this kid I think it was the same one ended up like swearing at me and being in second grade in a sheltered Christian boy that I was I you know didn't really hear swear words and I think he called me like a son of a bitch I think that's what it was and I again looking for justice and maybe being partly tattletale at this point but probably just always being picked on by this kid and was just went to the teacher and I was like Christopher called me a son of a bitch and I said it like that to the teacher and of course once again I ended up getting spanked because I said the swear word to the teacher so she would know what he called me <laughs> but then I got in trouble because I also said the swear word which is so ridiculous and weird that people live like that and believe that kind of stuff and that was my childhood, growing up with those kind of, like, ideologies. Like, because I also technically said the swear word, then I had to get paddled, even though I was just repeating it so they would know what was said. And that's the kind of crap, man, that I grew up with. It's just, like, super weird, literal, legalistic theology and ideologies and... I guess with my personality, being an INTP, I have a very strong disdain for people telling me what to do 
like with my own personal choice. I strongly believe in like the rights of the individual. So when someone is trying to place their moral um, thought process, their moral beliefs on me, I don't like that because it's very subjective. And even as a young kid, even though I wouldn't be able to verbalize like that, I did not like when I had to be subjected to people's rules, especially when they didn't make sense. And I feel like most of the rules in life don't make sense, at least like the ones in that age. It's like what rules really make sense when you're, you know, in elementary school or middle school. I feel like most of them are just bullshit. And you just have to follow them because, well, that's the way we do it. And I was not into that. So I definitely got into a lot of trouble in my youth because of that attitude. But, yeah, that was weird times. At that same school, I... We... I remember we used to do, it was like once a week, it was like pizza day. I think it was on Fridays. And every Friday, the teacher would be in charge of ordering pizza for the kids. So it was, they would take your order basically like the day before or that morning. And so they would be like, you know, Harry, how many pieces of pizza do you want today? And then we would be able to say, like, oh, I want to order two or three. And then our parents obviously would give us money for that. And then we would give that to the teacher. And they would just order a couple pieces and or a couple pizzas. And then we would, yeah, just take our share at lunchtime. Well, the one day, I don't know how I was able to do it, but I ordered three pieces of pizza. And again, I th this was only second grade, so it was not that old. And I ate all three pieces and was like super stuffed because I'm still only, you know, like seven, eight years old. And I ate these three gigantic slices of cheese pizza. And I remember I started to feel so sick afterwards because I just like stuffed myself. And I was walking up to the desk to hand in a paper and like, as I got to the desk to hand in the paper, I just like projectile vomited all over my teacher's desk and all over her. And all of that pizza just came right back up because I could not handle it and had eaten way too much. And there was no warning. Like, it was just like, set the paper down. It was just like, Bleh, and just like streamed out of me. And of course, then like everyone has to go sit in the hall as the mess is cleaned up and that was embarrassing because just like threw up all over the place in front of the entire class and then I think I had to go home obviously because I was sick even though it wasn't real sickness it was like oh I feel better now because I just threw up three pieces of pizza and I don't even think I really got much on myself I was more of like all over the teacher and her desk that was pretty funny though Um, I also wanted to tell you the other night I was smoking and was having this moment 
with a friend and we were talking about like existence of course and how you see the universe through your eyes and kind of getting deeper into that and it was just like hitting me how in that moment I was like whoa like no one will ever see the universe exactly as I see it like I'm the only one that will perceive existence this way and the way that I perceive and view reality like could be 100% different than how somebody else perceives it like we really don't know if we all perceive it the same even though I guess we can all like agree like blue is the color blue but like how do I know the blue that I see is the same blue that you see so those kind of thoughts and it just kind of hit me in that moment I was like that's crazy because it's like really lonely if you think about it like no one will ever know and see the world like you do and no one will ever know like all of the thoughts that you listen to in your brain and you think and you're subconsciously thinking and hearing and processing and then on top of that I realized like whoa like what if God is the one that sees with you and that really blew my mind thinking about God not as you know this biblical kind of character but what if God is just this being or force that he's the one that's with you he's the one that sees what you see and like hears what you're thinking and that was such a like beautiful comforting thought in that moment when I felt like the utter loneliness of seeing the world just through my eyes and never being able to share that with somebody because that's pretty intense if you really like feel that that you would never really be able to share even you know when you're married to someone for years and you can share a lot of life and have similar thoughts and kind of be on the same page with a lot like you still don't share who knows how much of your life you know like all of that inner life and inner thoughts and feelings like you can't really translate that into words so what if God is that like what if there is this being out there that exists and he's the one that sees with you and he's the one that lets you know you're not alone in the universe it's a pretty beautiful thought and makes you feel really good because I don't know there's no way to like prove it or disprove it it's just like yeah I guess that's what you would choose to believe and I like to think that it is true but who knows it doesn't hurt in a sense to like let yourself believe that to be like yeah there's got to be somebody out there something greater and bigger listening and existing and we're not really just alone in this world at such a deep level 
because that made me realize like as humans we're really just trying to share experiences and share ourselves because we don't want to be alone and we don't want to face the possibility that we could be stuck in our heads and in our own bodies without ever fully being known by someone else. And it's like our whole lives, we're trying to share who we are. And it's not in a negative way. It's not like you have to be known or seen, but it's like in this deep existence kind of way where it's like, it's a core part of who we all are to be like, hey, I want to be seen and I want to be able to share and be accepted for exactly who I am. And this kind of goes back to the original thoughts that I had when I wanted to start leaving these messages for you and starting this podcast because that's kind of where I was coming from. It was like, whoa, if I know there's one person out there that's listening and I can just talk and share my thoughts and always know that somebody's listening, that's like a beautiful, powerful thing because it's like that bridge to say, get you a little bit closer to knowing that you're not alone. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah. To know like all of these thoughts that could just be stuck inside my head right now and all these memories and this lifetime of feelings and memories and experiences could all just be stuck in my head, but I can put them out there and I know you're listening to all the stories and feelings and I know that it's accepted and heard and I don't fear judgment of who I am that's like a very freeing, freeing thing. And it's really beautiful. And in some way, I hope that it's cool for you too. Because I feel like it's really good. It's almost like a form of therapy just to be like, hey, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk about whatever is coming to my mind, whatever I'm thinking through. And also... I think just laying out my life in words because so often like we live life and we don't really think about how much of it people don't see or know or understand because there's at least for me and my kind of personality so much of it is lived in my head and there's so many thoughts that are just constantly like firing and processing that I have this lifetime of experiences and I'm like who really knows about them all like they all just happen like how many people in the world realistically know about that story 
where Christopher Mendenhall bit my balls. I don't even know. Me? Maybe my parents. I guess they would have been informed. Probably the principal who spanked me. Maybe a handful of others, if that. So I mean, maybe you say like five or six people in the entire universe know of that story. And now I can add you, you know the story, whoever else is listening. You're part of it now, man. You know the story. And that's crazy to think about because there's so many other stories and so many other things that I've experienced and felt that maybe are even less known than that one. So I'm just going to keep on sharing and talking and I guess you're just going to keep on listening and we'll see what happens. And again, I hope that you find something <laughs> in all of the rambling and the sharing that makes you feel a little less alone. A little less alone. Or at least maybe just to laugh a little bit. Because that's a pretty ridiculous scenario. And I think with that, I will say goodbye. Until next time.